Hey, Tapsters. I don't know if you know, but the Travel Agent Podcast is going on tour. And what does that mean? Well, that means that I have been listening to you guys and I have decided to put together something I think is going to be amazing. We are going to put masterminding and fam trips together for what I'm now calling the Destination Dream Team. And what is that? So masterminding is when a group of members are sharing with each other and really helping to build each other up and go to that next level. And, you know, with the fam, this is going to be a more immersive experiential experience where you're really going to build deeper relationships with our tour operators, suppliers, and other travel partners while utilizing the expertise of content creators, social media specialists, and sales and marketing professionals to truly build a well-rounded travel business and attract your ideal client and really understand how to kind of brand yourself and niche down to really give your ideal client what they are looking for. So if you are interested in doing things a little bit different and being a part of this destination dream team, go to the travelagentpodcast.com backslash fam trips and apply today. Welcome to the travel agent podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Travel Agent Podcast. I am so excited about the guest who is about to introduce herself. We have been communicating for a little bit, and we are finally going to have an interview, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Awesome. Well, hi. Thank you. I am Sarah Fazenden. Um, I run Videri Travel. We specialize in family travel, and particularly in the big bucket list trips, so Africa safaris, Galapagos, Peru, yacht charters in Greece, um, weekends in Paris, all the things that you want to do with your kids before they leave home. Awesome. So tell me, how did you become a travel advisor? I love that question. I love that question because um, nobody, you know, goes to college thinking I am to become a travel advisor. <laughs> um, and that's actually one of the things that I, I'd like to change in the, in the world. But um, like most people, my path was, was winding. Um, I went to school for, for business. I have a degree in marketing. I worked in advertising for a hot minute. Um, and my first job in travel was, I was, I mean, I was a kid. <laughs> I was just out of college. Right after 9-11, I got a job managing North American marketing for the Tourism Board of Kenya. It was a job that I knew was coming up. I hounded my boss until he hired me, basically, and then I was on a plane to Nairobi the next day. It was, you know, fast and furious and baptism by fire, whatever all those, you know, euphemisms are, but I learned a lot and a little, a little. It was, um, you know, selling travel to Africa right after 9-11. It was hard. It was work, you know, trying to learn really quickly about the people on the ground in Africa and how they work and what their needs are and learning how travel companies, so tour operators, wholesalers, travel agents, everybody in the North American market, 
is responding and what are they selling and what do they need? And so um, it perhaps was uniquely <laughs> an opportunity to learn all sides of the travel industry in a really short amount of time. And so I did that for a while. I eventually went off and started a rep company. So I was a multi-line rep for safari camps and lodges and tour companies around Africa. I had a travel blog for a while. I, I kind of truly was on all sides. I worked for a tour operator for a couple of years. And then finally, about five years, five, six years ago, um, launched my own company as a travel advisor. And it was really one of those things where I kind of just got sick of asking other people to sell my stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to sell it. I just wanted to do it and work with the consumer and work with the traveler and really like make it happen. Um, and so, so I did and kind of have never looked back. Um, it's, 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 it's been wonderful. <laughs> awesome. I love that story. Um, I haven't met too many people who have actually started in different facets. Um, it's kind of like a whole different career. So that's awesome that you've been in the industry for a really <laughs> But long you know what time. they say, once you, once you actually get a job in travel, it's really hard to do anything else. It's kind of a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I have, I definitely have heard that too. <laughs> so when you started your own business, what is one thing that you wish that you know now that you really wish that you had known when you first, first started? Yeah, I mean, when I started my business, I think one of the, the good things that I had was a, a solid foundation in business. You know, obviously, I'd, I had gone to school for that, but I had also started, run, and sold a couple of businesses, like, before I started that. And so, you know, even the basics, right, of setting up, you know, an S-corp and finding a good bookkeeper and all of those things, I did, you know, just because it was the way that you run a business. However, I, even looking back, I feel like there are some things that I really could have done a little bit different from the start to have set myself up for success. And by success, I mean maybe a little bit less stress once COVID hit. You know, everything was, you know, running on, you know, all cylinders and life was good. And COVID definitely exposes, I think, for any business, but especially a travel business, holes or opportunities in the way that you're set up. I agree. I have been preaching since COVID because there were definitely some holes that I saw in my own business and um, realized that there was a common theme <laughs> across mm -hmm. the board. Yeah. Uh, so in working in all these different facets, what are some key things that you think are super important right now, especially, I don't want to say post-COVID, like still during COVID, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you think would be really helpful to someone who is just getting started, um, who is brave enough to just get started yeah. right now. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I actually have a, a few ICs, you know, that are part of my business. And I just keep telling them, you are so lucky to be starting right now because there is more demand and interest and desire for travel than I have ever seen in 20 years. So I, I actually think it's a great time to be getting started. Um, I mean, I guess to answer that question, I sort of took the year of COVID and invested in some things um, on the back end of my business that have been um, priceless. You know, and the way I kind of talk about it is a little bit like of a Silicon Valley way of saying it's my tech stack, right? It's the, the stack of tools that I use and I probably couldn't run my business without. You know, I have a, a really amazing CRM um, called Travel Joy, which I'm sure you've heard of. It is a... It's a piece of software designed specifically for the travel industry. It does invoicing. You can accept payments. It's a pipeline manager, a, you know, a, a customer like 
management tool to store all of their information. I mean, it's really amazing. So I invested in that. Um, I use Flowdesk, which is how I do all of my online marketing. Um, I use Travify for my itineraries. And so that's a really wonderful way to just stay organized and make sure that the client has all of the confirmations that you have and you're not relying on emails back and forth and that sort of thing. Um, and I use Trello, which has been a cool tool that has allowed me to um, really efficiently bring on a virtual assistant, which is also something that I never had. So, you know, I, I mean, kind of setting up that foundation while difficult when you're just starting out, I think should be the ultimate goal of any advisor um, right out of the gate. And I think, you know, anyone who is pretty serious about the industry, doing it full time with a good host, with a niche and things that are kind of in place, you know, you, sh you should be able to get to sort of like about a million dollars in sales pretty quickly. That, that, that's a viable number for most travel agents to make a full time living off of being a travel advisor. Um, and with that, the, investing in these tools is very doable. So, I mean, while I think sometimes it seems like a little bit overwhelming for new advisors to be like, oh my gosh, I can't spend, you know, this much for this and, and that, and, you know, it adds up really quickly. I think with that as the objective, you know, going into it, just, it doesn't have to happen right away, but just knowing that these tools exist, thinking strategically about it and knowing when you reach a certain number in sales or revenue or however, you know, you qualify success, you know, or financial viability, that, that should be the goal. And I think that's really something that has happened only in the last couple of years. A lot of these tools didn't even exist, you know, when I started, but, um, but that's, that's really changed the way that I've run my business and allowed me to scale and take advantage of this massive pent up demand that's happening right now. Speaking of demand and your niche, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you decided on your niche and um, kind of how, how it came about and mm -hmm. how it has benefited you to, to niche down? Right. Well, that, I mean, I think that's a really good question because that is, um, in any business, I think you'll, you, you will be, you would be wise to niche down as much as you can. Um, in travel, um, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of niches. I think a lot of people have very successfully niched by destination or, you know, very specific styles of travel. So I, there's an endless amount of ways to niche. And I think that's super, super important. In fact, if anything, I probably could find, you know, get a little bit more fine tune. Um, but I, the, right before I started um, selling travel and as, as an advisor, I had a travel, um, blog and it was actually called a family travel blog which i've since sold and no longer run or have anything to do with but it kind of grew into this really like successful blog it was you know getting tons of traffic and so i actually used that as a springboard to start my business i was generating inquiries from this blog and that's kind of how i i established myself as a family travel expert um, my children were also at the right age where I just happened to be doing a lot of travel with my family. So I think, you know, when travel advisors think about niching, um, it's, it's just so much easier if you pick a niche that is interesting to you, that fits with your life stage, that fits with your travel's interest and ability. And um, I mean, it, it's just so much easier when, when you're actually living and breathing it. You know, my, my consumer, my, my consumers, my clients are all people that I think I could be 
fast friends with, you know? So it's like when, once you're sort of talking to your people and selling things that you're passionate about and that you're actively doing, it just becomes so much easier. It, it becomes so much less, less of a struggle. Um, it's not to say that you certainly, you can't, you know, pick something that isn't, you know, maybe, maybe new advisors pick something that's maybe a little bit aspirational. And I think that's great, you know, and it should be because luxury travel ultimately is more profitable and probably more viable long-term um, to advisors, but really it just was kind of handed to me, right? It was what I was doing. I was talking to my people and that's just what's how it's kind of evolved from there. So besides the systems, is there anything else that you're doing? And not necessarily besides the systems, but how are the systems specifically kind of helping you take the influx mm-hmm. <laughs> of people that are um, contacting you about wanting to travel right now? Yeah, I mean, well, it's definitely, it's definitely like bananas. And I keep saying I am so, so, so very grateful for the influx. Um, It is not sustainable (laughs) for the long term, but I am very grateful for the moment. Well, there's a couple of things. So I think the first way that it helps is it's um, CYA, right? It helps you cover your behind, that you have systems in place, you have templates, you are advising people, you are sharing terms and conditions, you're not forgetting steps in the process. In every itinerary, you know, using this itinerary software, you've got disclaimers, you've got all the confirmations right there. The client sees it 700 times before they even travel. So that is that was a big learning from COVID, right, is to be really super, super clear about all of that. Um, the, the template factor is, I guess, the second probably biggest one. Travel Joy has this. I'm sure there's other CRMs that offer this. But if you find, you know, that there's an email that you're writing 72 times, template it, copy and paste it. You know, it's so easy. Um, you know, when 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 you get that confirmed booking, then you don't have to sit down and type, "Congratulations, you're booked. Here is your confirmation for your next trip to France." Um, blah 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 blah. Like it's just there. It's it's already written. You know, you know exactly what you need to include. So that just makes everything so much more efficient. And then I suppose the third thing is as advisors start to think about growth, there's only so much that one human can do. And so ultimately, no matter how efficient you are, and I've always prided myself on being really, really efficient with my time, you can't do it all, right? So when it comes to a bookkeeper or a virtual assistant, having these systems in place and having them really well organized, accessible, and like however viable your company is, if you have the right systems in place, it helps you uh, more efficiently bring on the support that you need. Whether it's a accountant or a virtual assistant, or um, maybe it's um, a designer and you're using Canva to have these systems in place, not only keeps you more efficient as the business owner, but allows you to bring people on when and if you need it you might not need sort of full-time support you know um, but if you need help for wave season you know which we talk about is sort of typically January February March obviously this year is totally different maybe you just bring on a VA for three months and you can say here's my workflow like here's exactly how you can dive in and see the workflow and help me from there so um, I think it's it's probably the only way that travel agents can effectively scale because um, you can't do it all yourself. You just can't. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I've had an assistant um, from the beginning because it's just mm-hmm. too much. Um, mm-hmm. 
It's mm-hmm. too much for one person. And I, I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to stress myself out. Um. <laughs> Good for you. I feel like a lot of agents don't do that. And, and I, I, nor, I didn't as either. Um, and I was kind of just thinking about it recently in terms of like, what is the cost, right? So of the tools that I'm using, um, the VA that, you know, I use that varies per month, you know, the, the bookkeeper. I mean, I think for a, a, an advisor just starting out, if you can think maybe a thousand dollars a month. But for all of the things, if, if you can budget for that, you know, so if you can sell enough travel where you're still making a living, paying your taxes, and you have, you know, just ballpark, right, $1,000 a month of expenses, that seems pretty reasonable to me. And so that's something that particularly new advisors who are setting up their business from the very beginning, I think, can use as just a ballpark. So there's been some things that have happened uh, for you recently. So I'd like to kind of hear more about that and something that um, is super exciting that's personal and in business. Um, well, <laughs> um, I've had a couple of cool like personal things happen. I This past year, um, I was nominated or awarded the Condé, Condé Nast Top Travel Specialist, which has been super cool. I, as a as a consultant, so in my past life, as a PR marketing consultant, um, helped a lot of my clients, you know, with PR and that sort of thing and got them on these lists. And so it's always kind of been in the back of my head is like, I think that I would feel really proud of myself to get that. <laughs> so that, that was a big, that was a big bonus, especially after this big bummer of a COVID year. Um, so definitely happy about that. It's one of those things that certainly doesn't make or break. It doesn't make a travel advisor any better. But what it does do is when someone is researching you or comes across your website or someone a refer, you know, referrals actually are, are the main source of my business. If someone gets a referral, it's just an extra check mark. It's like, yep, okay, like they check all the boxes. They are the real deal. Like so, that's been super exciting. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's been really fun. I've also really enjoyed bringing on some more people to my team in terms of ICs. Um, so it's, 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 it's starting to feel like, you know, things are kind of coming back together again after a year of a lot of separation. Our industry is coming back together. We're all kind of, you know, lifting each other up. And it's, it's, been, it's just felt really collaborative and positive and wonderful. Because, you know, and these are just a few examples of why. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking out your precious time to come onto the show. We truly appreciate you. And I hope to just follow you on your journey and have you back and tell us more wonderful things that have happened for you. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to following you on your journey as well. This is a great podcast and another one of those perfect examples of how we as advisors lift each other up and collaborate and like, like no other industry out there. So it's, it's, It's why we do what we do. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit thetravelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.